0: Do you wish that all things wealth and finance were much easier to understand and not presented by a bunch of beige cardigan-wearing geeks? Welcome to the Clever Investor Podcast, where we're dishing up the easiest-to-understand finance program served in bite-sized chunks, so your brain will thank you as your knowledge grows. Hosted by the brilliant Owen Taylor, a multiple award winning expert with a glorious knack for explaining the complex world of wealth in the simplest of ways.
1: Hey, clever investors, and welcome to another show. We're going to take a bite sized look at the difference between interest only and principal and interest. Because when we're buying property, you are going to be faced with the inevitable question of picking the different features of your mortgage. And your mortgage broker, especially when you're buying an investment property, is going to turn to you at some point and say, Do you want interest only or principal and interest repayments? Now, for some of you, this might well seem like such a basic question and be very dismissive with your response. But trust me, it's not quite as simple as flipping a coin. So let's start with a few of the definitions. Now, principal is the money that we are originally borrowing, the money that is being lent to us. Interest refers to the cost of borrowing of the principal. And no matter what type of loan you have, the interest on the loan is calculated on a daily basis on the outstanding amount of the principal. Now, let's take a look, first of all, at an interest-only loan. Now, with an interest-only mortgage, you pay only the interest charged on the loan, as the name pretty much suggests. You do not need and you're not required to pay down the principal debt at all. Now, most lenders will only allow you to have an interest-only option on the loan for a certain period of time, and as a very loose general rule of thumb, that's probably five years. After that period has ended, your choices are to let it revert over to being principal and interest. Or, depending on your circumstances and the lender's policies, you can sign to extend the interest-only period. And generally, that's another five-year period, making a total of sort of 10 years as a total interest-only period on the loan. Since you're only paying the interest charged on your mortgage debt, your regular repayments are going to be considerably lower than that of being a principal and interest mortgage. Hence the reason why over the years, this type of loan has been quite appealing to first-time buyers and those buying maybe a new owner-occupied property who want to keep their regular repayments as low as possible because you might be doing a renovation before you move into the property or some landscaping or something like that. Interest only is, without a doubt, the most popular mortgage with personal investors. Now, what I mean by personal investors is those of us that are buying a property in our own name. We're not buying them through a company or a trust or anything. More on that in a while. In this instance, we are setting the mortgage up as interest only because we don't necessarily want to actually pay the mortgage debt down, especially if you've got debt on an owner-occupied property as well. Part of the tax effectiveness around negative gearing that is most commonly used to describe the situation where the expenses associated with the asset, including interest expenses, are greater than the income that are earned. A principal and interest mortgage is often abbreviated to just P and I. You'll see it written down as that. Now, this means that your repayments have now got two portions. There's the principal amount, which you are required to make payments towards, and then there's the current interest bill on the loan. So a portion of the payment is used to pay the interest that's due on the outstanding loan balance. And that slowly starts to bring down the actual mortgage over time. In a nutshell, This is a mortgage for owner-occupiers, and it's for a few basic reasons. Unlike with an investment property, there's absolutely no tax deductions on our homes in Australia. So because of that, the sooner we can pay off the principal debt on your home, the lower the total interest bill's going to be and the faster you're going to be able to build up equity in the property and that equity is going to become incredibly useful down the track when we want to leverage from the equity in our home to buy an investment property to build future wealth for yourselves and for your family. For those investors who have purchased the property in personal names, an interest-only loan is the general preferred option. However, when we have investors that have maybe purchased the property in a trust as part of a typically a self-managed super fund, the plan changes slightly. And this is due partly to the negative gearing effect and the different investment structure associated with buying property through self-managed super funds. When we buy in a self-managed super fund, we're not buying and holding the property in your personal names. The property is now being held in a separate entity, the trust, and that trust is part of your overall super fund. Now, with all of that in mind, we commonly see the advice from the financial experts is to have the mortgage set up as principal and interest repayments so we can pay this non-personal tax-deductible debt down as soon as possible. There's advantages to self-managed super fund properties when we're actually in retirement phase. So what should you pick? Well, I'm not going to kid you on here that You're not going to make a decision just based off today's podcast. It's also something that you really shouldn't decide on your own after a lazy Sunday afternoon chat with a good friend over a couple of glasses of Chardonnay because they just so happen to have Googled all about it the week before. As part of you being an ongoing and clever investor – Decisions around these big subjects like this are part of the business plan that you need to review on a regular basis. And a regular basis means at least every one to two years. And you don't have to figure these things out on your own. Of course you don't. You need to check with your finance team. So you've got your accountant, your financial advisor, of course your lovely mortgage broker, and not forgetting the Blue Wells Property Investment Property Specialist. All of these people are there to help you make these big decisions. And what's your job? To ask questions. I hope this has shed some light on what is a simple but very important subject. I'll see you again next week for another edition of...
0: You have been listening to the Clever Investor Podcast, proudly sponsored this week by Blue Wealth Property. Are you ready to start a new investment journey? Get in touch with the industry leaders, Blue Wealth Property. Blue Wealth have a proven track record in using research to identify growth markets, And Blue Wealth have supported thousands of Australians to buy the right property in the right market at the right time. Go to bluewealth.com.au.